Greetings, adventurer. Gather by the fire and hear my tale of three bold adventurers and the perils they face. Welcome to 3 for Adventure, a Pathfinder podcast, episode 35, The Madness of Mengele Skugs. Ah, you're back again, traveler. Ah, where were we? Oh yes, our heroes had reached the top of a dark keep on a mysterious island to discover that the architect of this island's damned inhabitants was none other than Elijah's long-dead grandfather, Mengele Skuggs. I never got a chance to really describe him because we ended the... So if someone wants to roll for perception, that would be great. Or if someone wants to ask Elijah what the fuck is going on, that might be good too. (laughs) (laughs) It also would be good if I actually opened up my character sheet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're good tonight. I've rolled 20 feet perception. Oh, good. Okay, so through the bars, what you can see is what appears to be a 12-foot-tall gentleman with a long, grayish beard. He appears to have two muscular arms growing out of his chest, a number of... uh, pinkish, reddish tentacles growing out from underneath his cloak, a pair of tattered bat-like wings, and um, he also has uh, eyes that glow green, but they're uh, more pale green than the other creatures that you noticed on the island. And he seems to have a benevolent, uh, almost cheerful face, and he's smiling, beaming at Elijah, actually. Oh, I'm gonna murder him. What the hell? Apparently I'm going somewhere now. No. Uh, What's he uh, looking at you for? He's he's so much happy for be seeing me, for he thought I was dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what it is. And he's so much both so impressed with my size, and my tentacles, on my wings, on my back, and of course my beautiful island that I make for him. Yeah, it's not that, you know, I'm about to have a mental breakdown because my grandfather, who I thought was dead because he was exploded by a cannon, created an island of fucking monsters and fucking shattered dreams and memories. Well, you see, the funny thing about that is, before I was blown up with the cannon, I found this island, and on this island I find this pit, and it's filled with green liquid. We just want to drink. What is it? Uh huh. Interesting story. Jason, while he's <laughs> blabbing. Yeah. While he's blabbing. I'm drinking my potion of fucking large person. 
Go ahead and drink away. Well, I drink the potion. I drink this green, and it's like I didn't notice anything that was weird with it. And then the guys on the ship, they're like, they don't like old Mangler anymore. And then they decide just because they cut oh, up yeah, the yeah, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's real me. Could you, could you yeah. maybe, I don't know, move five feet more to the left? <laughs> My left? <laughs> My left. Your left, which is yes. my... Right, right here? To there? <laughs> no, no, other way. Um, through the wall, is that what you want? Like that? Yes. Uh. Okay. Anyway, so what happened was... They decide they're going to, uh, you know, blow me up with the cannon. Straight with... check. I'm smashing that fucking gate. Good luck. Roll for it. He did. I did. 21. Oh, what are you smashing it with? My fucking morning star. Okay, good. Um, it kind of makes a cling-clang noise, and a lot of sparks, and nothing fucking happens. You can try all you want, but I stole that from some magic guys who magicked up some metal for me. I'm not with the stupid. I'm pretty smart. You've seen what I've done. Anyway, shut up and listen to the rest of my story. <laughs> anyway, so I blown up by the cannon. Oh, I'm going to kill your fucking dick like a fucking banana grampy. Okay, so then when my body parts, they fall into the water, I couldn't help but with the notice that I wasn't dead. And all my blood was green. And then I thinking to myself, as I'm trying to stitch my body back together, well, that's interesting, maybe the green liquid. God so damn it, it, 21 again. <laughs> yeah, cling clang, look at you, I'm very impressed. Anyway... So, then I make it back to the island, and I'm thinking, this green stuff is really cool, and then I make out that it goes all the way into the world, and it's kind of like an elixir that life makes it, and you can do things with it, and it's an amazing potion, and it gives you great power, and you can do lots of things with it, and it's great and awesome, and uh, so I'm going to, I think, maybe make the whole world perfect with it. Yeah, that's... Just like not... with this island, everything will be perfect. Really? Like, is that why the one guy in the harbor had, like, a mental freak out and exploded? But not everything is all hokey great with the wonderful. There are some flaws in the plan. Also, I we mean... murdered babies on your island. That's not, not perfect. Babies. Oh, you mean with the razor claws? I've been trying to get rid of them for months now. <laughs> well, we pissed off the mom. But, oh, well, that's all right. I made the mom that big. I probably should unmake her at some point. Anyway, I bet you're wondering why all your friends are here all screwed up with the thing that I did. Yeah, you know, I was... That was kind of a thought that was, you know, bebopping in the back of my mind, you know, just... Well, I was looking for well, I was looking for you for a long time because I thought the one person who would like to really help me, the one kid who was closest to me as far as you know, experimenting with things that they shouldn't be experimenting with, and with the taking Motherfucker, of Motherfucker, I was stuck in the Chalaxian prison for fucking ten years. Where were you then? I think I was busy taking all of your pirate friends and experimenting on them and, you know, ripping out their, their basic living essences and shoving it into the crystals. 
Yeah, it sounds like what you would do. Like, you, you fucking, you actually didn't give a shit about fighting me. You just wanted to do your creepy fucking Nazi pirate shit. Well, I was groping in the dark. I don't know everything that the green goop does. A lot of this stuff was just kind of go as, you, you know, oh, look, I can do this. I just rolled uh, to see ah! if I could spot any. God damn it, 12! If I could spot <laughs> any crystals in the room. Uh, there, are no, there are no crystals in the room that you're in. Okay. There's a couple of torches that are keeping everything lit up, but no crystals there. The only ones that you saw were the ones as you were coming in on hey, the floor. Can I make a little suggestion? I am distracted him. So if you want to slip in on the other side. On the other iron gates. I was wondering how long it was going to take for someone to realize that there might be enough room for a squirrel to slip through the gate. I noticed it. I was just enjoying the story. And it's not just Tufty. (laughs) (laughs) I literally sit where I'm at. Why are you all so upset with what I'm doing? It's what you want to do with the changing and the potions and the stuff. Mm, What is my stealth? No, it is not. This is not what I want to do. Why are you talking? Every time I torture one of your friends, they always say the same thing. What is it that again? Radical freedom. That's what you like, isn't it? <laughs> so I scored a 41 for my stealth. Not good, not bad, I'm but controlling your blood. So I'm stealthily coming through. Look, I make everything good. I make a statue of your mama down in the, the square. <laughs> That's my part too, you know. Okay, so a 20, a 9, and another 9. You're getting tired, I think. Uh, I've just rolled a 19. Can I see some sort of lever to open these gates since I'm on the other side? Unseen. On the other side? Uh, no, you don't see any levers here. All you can really see in this room is that there is a statue to your right, which is right here. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple more, a couple more um, torches, and then the stairwell, uh, stairway that leads up in the back. And you're gonna really need to roll good for stealth. I rolled a forty-one so far. Remember, yeah. I am kind of distracted. Yeah, and you, yeah, yeah, I'm talking directly to him. In fact, I'm gonna move a little bit down here. I'm keeping to the shadows in my 41 stealth. I don't understand why you have such a problem with it. I've made everything perfect. This isn't fucking radical freedom. You stole the fucking freedom for those people. But they don't need it. It's just for me and you. Now we can do whatever we want to. Oh, what I want to do right fucking now. You want me to roll again for the stairs or? Sex with the buttholes. We can do that and no one will judge us because everyone will be under our control. And they'll be like, okay, okay if we wanted to do something but drink salt water and spank a jellyfish, then we could do that because we would control everything. Everything will be perfect for us. I've rolled a 31 for stealth again so as I go up the stairs. So what, you're going to go up the stairs? Yep. Oh, God damn it, he's just out of spear range. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't. All right, you're going to go up the stairs? All right. So we're going to split away so that he can go up the stairs. Let's just assume that you and your grandfather continue to argue. Yeah. Okay. He just hears a lot of, like, fucking berserk 2016 going on down. Just <laughs> clang, 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 <laughs> clang. 
Let me get your player onto the. Like onto a fucking the, tra like a metal trash can is being hit by a cast iron skillet. So as you come down the stairs, you see a fairly well lit room. Mm -hmm. um, on your right hand side, you can see a large tank with a small window that has on the tank that has a, a cover on it that's closed. And you see the same thing on the left-hand side, which is a large tank with a cover on it that's closed. And both of them are connected to tables that have uh, glowing vials and also glowing um, gems on either side. Um, further down, you see workbenches, tables, various experiments, things that have been cut up, compounds, elixirs, just basically tables. You see a little treasure on the ground, but past that, what you see is a large um, chalice coming up from the ground and green light emanating from that chalice. Okay. I roll for perception and it's 23. Do I spot anything special beyond what I've seen normally? I'm one second. Let me get back to that. Ooh, 23. Um, you'll notice that the two vats on either side at the, near the entrance, this one and this one, are large enough to hold people. Both of them seem to be coming slightly. Since this is just a perception check, you'll also notice that there seems to be a... a one of them is uh, dripping from one of the pipes that are going into it, a slightly green kind of viscous liquid. Okay, uh, let's see what knowledge do I have. Uh, I could run that so one. If you, want, if you want to see what's inside of them, remember I told you that there's a window with a cover on each one. Yeah. one that looks like Mangala Angus, I think you know what to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go to the one on the right. Go okay, into his mouth here. and burn yeah. into his brain. On my right, okay. sorry, yeah. Now, since you're not in combat and there's nothing here to prevent you from being able to do it, you don't need to roll anymore. We're just gonna do as, as uh, take 20. Yep, no okay. Alright, so are you gonna look in that one? I am. Floating in the tank of softly glowing green liquid you see what appears to be the remains of a girl about the age of 15. Um, she appears to have suffered some sort of physical damage. Um, you know, she's missing uh, the lower part of her right arm. Um, she's missing both of the uh, lower parts of her legs. Um, you'll notice that she's also missing about mm, three quarters of her face. And um, as you stare at this girl, one of the eyes swivels and looks at you. Hmm. Okay. And then she points, she lifts up her remaining hand, and she points across the way to the other tank. Okay, I will take that hit. And also, this girl looks slightly familiar, as if you have seen her recently. But you can't really be certain as to where. Oh, great, Elijah is just going to have to bury his sister again. <laughs> this is just... And you're not gonna let a lion should keep fucking puppy monkey baby for all the fucking trauma he's been put through. <laughs> I'm gonna look in the other one then. Okay, in this one? Um, yep. Same thing you see uh, inside the tank floating in slightly glowing green liquid is a uh, older woman. Um, hair is uh, graying. And she, see she too seems to be... Uh, have suffered damage. Oh boy, a twofer... <laughs> Sister and mom. Her, yeah. her abdomen has been opened up, and her intestines have spilled out and have flowed around in the in the in the liquid as well. She's missing her lower jaw, mm -hmm. 
and her tongue is lolling and floating in the water. Um, but her arms are intact um, and her legs are intact. She is missing one eye. But you can tell, even looking at her, despite all the damage, that she bears a striking resemblance to the statue that you saw when you entered the harbor town, okay. as well as the woman that claimed to be that claimed to be Elijah's mother. Okay, she also the the eye looks directly at you, and um, this one, however, she's a little. You can see that she seems a little confused. Because she's staring at a squirrel <laughs> who's wearing a hat and brandishing a, a, a rapier, I think. And a teeny tiny kilt. Nah, he's got no <laughs> a weapons. A teeny tiny kilt. He's got the kilt, but he has no weapons. Just weapons okay. are his teeth. Alright. I thought you had a bow and arrow. No. I could have sworn fucking Tufty had a bow and arrow. No. So um, you can you can pretty much surmise that if you yell through the glass, they may be able to hear you. <laughs> Get I'll try squirrel yelling at them. You, what's going on here? When you shout it, the circlet of speaking that you're wearing on your wrist—oh yeah, that's how—the first time really vibrates and glows a lot, and you can tell that what it's actually doing is making it possible for the body in the tank to hear you. So repeat what you said again. You, what's going on here? Okay, I need to remind you also that her lower jaw is missing and her tongue is hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll nip back to the other one and ask the other one then. <laughs> she just kind of raises her hand and then points at her face. <laughs> Right, I'll go to the other tank and say, you tell me what's going on. You can see that um, the, the, younger, the younger girl sees you and starts to talk, but because it's, she's in, li- in liquid, she can't really, um, she can't really, she's trying to tell you something, but you can't really hear it. It comes too muffled, and it's difficult for a, for a human voice box to work that well when it's completely submerged in water. It comes across as... It's like Marley Maitland speak. <laughs> what she does do is she kind of makes a gesture towards the direction of where um, Mangala is, and then she kind of makes a, like a monster face. <laughs> Alright, I've met him. Hi. <laughs> then she makes a pleading with her hands. Is there any way for me to sabotage? Sorry, is there any way for me to sabotage these um, these tanks? Should I roll again for that, or you would? uh, Yeah, you'd need to roll again. Um, But she again points across the way to her mother, or what you assume is her mother. Okay. Okay. When you get back over there, she points across the room to this table here. Okay. In that case, I'm going to go to the table and do a perception check on it to see if I spot anything. Oops. Land on the table, apparently. Ah, my squirrel is allowed. <laughs> 24. Okay. So, um, what you see on the table, there are a number of what looks to be experiments that were started and stopped. 
you see a tray full of frog's legs that are alive, that are just kicking and flapping all over the place, that have been bored, <laughs> that only react when you show up. There's a couple of pairs of eyes that are spinning wildly around, looking in every direction. There are some, you know, files and beakers and stuff like that. But what you mostly notice is way up top, way towards the very top of the roof, um, what you'll notice is that there seems to be a slight cupboard, and in that cupboard, with a glass, with a uh, with a glass door. My weak point. Don't break. <laughs> there is a red, glowing potion, and what you also notice is that it looks like it's been made so that only someone with tentacles could actually reach all the way up there to get to it, because the the stone around it is smooth and covered in slime. I've got quite a good claim, you know. Exactly, <laughs> but you're going to have to roll really good to be able to get past the slimy smoothness. You remember that you get a plus eight on climb, right, Angus? Because you have a climb speed. Mm-hmm. That's going to be very nice, yes. Go. I've already included it, so, you know. Okay. And remember, we're also doing because you're not in combat. You can do a take 20. So what would yeah, it be? Go ahead and roll. You, I will. I'm not gonna lie. You're gonna need. You're gonna need a pretty good roll in order to get be able to get up to it. Yeah, the family reunion between Elijah and Mangle is probably hitting a bit of a stalemate. <laughs> I'll give it a roll just for a laugh. See what I get. Okay. Sixteen. No. Nope. <laughs> no. 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 Wait. That's sixteen. You're doing four plus twelve. But remember, you're doing take twenty. So that's what is that? Now that would be 36. So let me see what I have here. No, take 20 doesn't mean you get to roll to add on to that. It's just... Oh, because I thought you were using a skill. Yeah, it is a skill. Okay. Yeah, it just means you take the 20. Like... Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that you get halfway up through the slime, and then you kind of slide all the way back down again. Now you're kind of slimy in the front... You really need to think about whether or not you want to try to do it again. <laughs> um, oh, wait. Uh, he's telling me it's a 32. Yeah, I'll allow you to get all the way up to the cabinet door. All right, okay. Okay. What you notice on the cabinet door is that there is a gold um, seal. There's no, like, knob to open it up, open up the cabinet. Okay. And the glass is fairly thick, but what you can see through the glass is a vial of red glowing liquid. And it glows with the same kind of intensity as the green glowing eyes that you've seen before and the green glowing liquid that the, the two ladies are floating in. But there, is, there seems to be something specific to open up this cabinet door. Okay. I'm going to guess that's probably on Mengla himself, but let's have a look. You know, I'm, I'm just going to say this, Angus. You're a squirrel. Just gnaw through the wood. <laughs> Radical it's not, freedom. It's, it's not wood. <laughs> you said it was a wooden cabinet, Jason. You did? But it's, it, okay, I meant what I meant was it looks wooden. It's not, just like everything else. Okay. <laughs> it looks like it's made of wood. It's actually, it's cast. It's cast of concrete like rats can. How long do you want to be playing this game? <laughs> I don't know. I could like Elijah could probably hit that shit a lot and be like, "Okay, old man, like I'm coming back tomorrow with my potions refilled." 
we'll do this again. (laughs) So you can't get into the cabinet with what you have on you. I can tell you right now you're not going to be able to open it with uh, a lockpick or anything like that. Yeah. So is there anything else you want to do in here? Do you want to assess the... Right here is a pile of gold, jewels, gems, miscellaneous things of that nature here. There's no real weapons in the room. Um, for you to take just a bunch of really gross experiments. Okay, is there any sort of journal or anything? I'm going to ignore the fact there is one on the table because I know that comes with Roll20. No? Yeah, it does come with Roll20, but I did utilize it. If you want to read it, you can. Can you read Common? If you can speak it, you can read it as far as I'm aware. So if you want to read it, go ahead, go right ahead. Boop. Okay. So you open it and you you confirm that this is a uh, journal of Mangala Skugs. And this journal seems to start up right after he has come back onto the island after having been blown apart. And it basically details, well, for the most part, him going insane as his body stitches itself back together. He was already a little crazy to begin with, but now he has gone full-on crazy. And as you continue to read the journal, you you soon discover that he's kind of become obsessed with what he calls his only living um, heir, which is Elijah. (laughs) As you continue through, you start to notice that he has been sending spies out to spy on Elijah to find out what he's all about and whether or not he would be a worthy successor for him or... And as you get closer to the end of the book, it seems more like he's created this island to keep Elijah happy so that Mengele can leave the island with this new elixir that he's found, which he says taps all the way down to the root of the island itself. And that he wants to take this out and he wants to take over the rest of the world and create a world exactly like the one on the island, tailored specifically for him and Elijah. So this whole island... I, I am going to have to fucking do amazes and monsters. I'm going to have to fucking pull a Purdue the Traveler and kill myself. <laughs> that seems like the only logical conclusion. <laughs> okay. You also find out in the book that the, the Elixir of Life does demand a certain uh, does demand certain things and one of the things was that in order for him to be able to maintain his body and also to maintain the effects of the potions that he's you know his tentacles and his wings and everything else two things had to happen number one he needed more um, genetic material that was like himself so he found the bodies of his daughter and his granddaughter and using the elixir has been keeping them in a line, brought them back to life in the vats, but will not allow them full life. So that's why they are only partially restored. They will never fully restore. He has to keep them that way. And every once in a while, when he needs a little bit more stuff, he goes in and snips off a little part of them and absorbs that into his, because he is no longer a human being. He's right. not a person anymore. <laughs> never thought never thought I'd say this, Angus, but you know what you have to do. You have to kill my mom and sister. And the very last few chat the very last few pages references an unlife formula. Hey Angus uh, Jason, this is kind of important. But there is Does an he- unlife formula. Does yes? he mention if like the green fluid is flammable at all? No, it's not flammable. Okay. okay. But so it is often oftentimes it it has unexpected 
what he says is um, it has unexpected, um, you get unexpected results when using it. Sometimes you get a willing slave. Sometimes when you have to take out the person's soul before you can manipulate them physically. And that's why there is a crystal that is filled with former friends of yours. And in order, <laughs> in order, <laughs> he didn't, he's so crazy. <laughs> He didn't want to get haunted by these souls. So he, 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 oh boy. What he basically did was he gave them a fictionalized reality to live in while stored in the, in the crystals so that they could experience so life. So he made a soul stone. Yeah. He could, they can experience life through your eyes and through your adventures. Is that, um, is that formula written down in the manual, the diary? It is not. I'm not fucking using it, Angus. But he, like, but he, he says, says the unlife, unlife formula is very unstable, and it takes very little to undo the uh, the effects of the life uh, of the uh, life elixir that comes boiling up out of the out of the island, and that he has a, he has kept it safe. And there's only one thing on the island that has a lock to open that door. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna check and see what is what is in the, up here as well. You're gonna take another take just take another take take twenty. Yeah, just peek in and see what's there. In the in the in the dais. Mm-hmm. Okay, the dais is filled with this green liquid. It glows. This is the brightest you've ever seen it glow. It seems to be filled with nothing but kind of this residue of life itself, and it's raw, and it seems to pulse with power. And you can sense that it snakes its way through the keep and probably goes down into the, this vein of this stuff, goes down through the planet, and uh, not through the planet, but through the through the mountain and into the core of the mountain itself. Okay. Um, but, I mean, you don't necessarily want to touch it. I'm going to start chucking yep. in some uh, <laughs> some chemical ingredients that I've found around the place. Okay, what are you going to put in? All of the potions and liquids and shit that I can find. Gold, sure you... jewels... You know, bucket. Angus, if you mix acids and bases, you're just going to nullify the reaction. you got to be smart about this. you got to choose. Like... Okay, now, are you going to throw in only inanimate objects? Because what you picked up from the book is that it doesn't really seem to do anything at all with inanimate, with, with like, ores and minerals. But if you put anything that was once alive, or is currently alive, weird things happen. Are you only putting in inanimate objects, like chemicals and stuff like that? I'm experimenting for science! Please, <laughs> been jumping into the elixir, Angus. Hmm? Because Tufty's a dirty forest squirrel. He's probably flea-ridden as fuck. Um, I'm gonna... I think maybe you should stop before you get killed. <laughs> I'm thinking... Yeah, Angus, like, let, let... Just kill my mom and sister, goddammit. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna go back to the tanks and... Okay, you go back to the tanks, and both of them are now pointing up at the red, the red potion. Okay, and the mom, who has both of her hands, starts making like a wing gesture, right? Like she puts both of her hands together and flaps them like a bird, and then she points at the thing. She points at the potion again, and then she flaps the little her hands together again. 
And then she points back to the room that you came from. They don't seem desperately to die yet. They, what they want you to do is to get what they're saying. <laughs> well, the only answer is death. <laughs> I'll be honest, Agus, I would rather they, they be dead before, like, Agus, before Elijah gets into this room. This is, like, legitimately the last thing Elijah needs to see today. <laughs> And now I grow weary, and the sun has started to rise. Return to me another night, brave traveler, for more of the tale. Until then, fare thee well. Three for Adventure is a Lemmy Listen podcast production, with Angus MacDonald, Scarce Coherence, Jason Harding, and Matt. Produced by Angus MacDonald and Jason Harding. With music by Kevin MacLeod. You can find more Lemmy Listen podcasts at our website at www.lemmylistenpodcasts.com. If you like what we do, please support us on Patreon at patreon slash lemmylisten. And thanks for listening.